Plonkers, plonkers, plonkers. Hello, and welcome back to the Druzy Yarn, episode 11. 11, we'll go with 11. I think it's 11. And we've got the man himself, True Footy, here today in my kitchen. We filmed a podcast exactly like this not very long ago, but a lot's changed since then, and we're going to go through it. But uh, I told you that I'd get you on for an episode when I ran out of guests. So thank you for coming on and saving the show. It nice, it's nice to be out of the bottom of the barrel from which you scraped me for guests. So uh, it's good to be here. And uh, it's interesting now you've reached double digits. You've reached that point that I reached around that point, which is can't remember what episode I'm up to until I have already hit record and have to think. Uh, but I think it's 11. I yeah. It's 11. How many episodes have you done? What episode was it today you filmed on today? 87. Wow. That's a lot of podcasts. It is. How, so when did you actually start? doing podcasts that was your first sort of media that you made right yeah it was about 87 podcasts ago <laughs> i think yeah no, um, what year and whatnot it was straight after the trade period 2017 and you've been smashing them out ever since buddy to varying extent sometimes we focus more on the other content and then sometimes we podcast it up yeah sometimes we're podcast heavy i think there was that middle period of 2020 where we're all kind of in lockdown here in Perth. Mm-hmm. And then I was getting like Caden on. I had Blue Abroad on. Yes. I had the pair on. Cooko, all in the space of about 10 days. I think Twisty as well. So I did mm-hmm. like five podcasts in 10 days. And then sometimes I can go like two months without doing it. So. Had all the content kings on, mate. Yes. And oh, yeah. That- you actually not long after that. So, yeah, there you go. I was like June, July yeah. So you're yeah, straight, straight out of lockdown. Yeah, you were a very motivated individual then, Jesse. I must say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but there was a moment in time very recently over this summer where I thought you weren't going to be back. I thought you were dead and I yeah, thought you weren't coming back and I was going to have to run solo on this YouTube game. But can we confirm, is Jesse making content in 2022? Yes, I am making content. Um, nice. Whether I'm back is a different question. I guess it's all relative, right? Um, I think it will look a little different this year because I'm working more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will still give it a Red Hot Cracker. You were pretty... Oh, I wouldn't even say on the fence. I thought you were over the fence and gone. I thought you were going to be at Bunnings Warehouse for the rest of your life, but... I still could be. No, you're back. <laughs> you come back over the fence. Um, but what was your sort of thought processing over the, the summer period? Because we said this on the podcast that we did for your channel that you sort of burnt yourself out last year and you weren't feeling motivated to make content because you're pretty much like, I don't know, just absolutely, yeah, oversaturated yourself. You were Your content needs were... Not fulfilled. I, I don't know where I'm going with this, but what was your thought processing when you were like, maybe I won't make content this year? Um, I suppose it's kind of like anything where I, I'm a kind of like obsessive person. I'm sure you can relate to that a little bit. Like when you get into something, you get really obsessive over it. Um, and I always use the gym as an analogy for me because like when I'm into the gym, I will go like six or seven times a week. It was Jim. Uh, ah. His name's James Nasium. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, then then like when I'm really motivated and if I have a like a little setback, then I find it extremely hard to come back. Mm-hmm. And that is analogous, if that is a word. It sounds sexual. <laughs> Anal Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that is analogous of um of YouTube as well. Like I uh obviously was doing the equivalent of training seven days a week where I was uploading like seven or eight times a week. Um but then when you sort of step back, you're like, oh, I don't know if I can get back to it. It's like, it's like imagine like dieting for a year mm. and eating like oats uh, every day for a year. In fact, I did do this. So this is actually <laughs> quite a real life experience. Another anal Jesus moment. <laughs> yeah. Like I used to track all my calories when I was younger. 
but imagine having a strict bland diet and then having a summer where you're sipping pina coladas every day and eating Maltesers <laughs> mixed with popcorn at the cinema. Uh, another thing that I've done. Um, yeah, you just chuck them in the... Anyway. Um, but then, yeah, and then you look at the the season comes up again and you're like, oh God, I don't think I can ever eat another oat again in my life. <laughs> so that's that's kind of where I was at. And then there was also... You know, just getting a little bit older and, and mm. maybe moving into a different phase of life. Work's going really well. And um, I, that's just taken up all my energy and focus. So it was kind of like looking at it like, I don't know if I, A, have the energy and enthusiasm to do all that again. Mm-hmm. And B, I don't know if it's worth it because I'm enjoying what I do. And I think my life is just at a bit of a crossroads a little bit. But Yes. Uh, so that was my thinking. But for some reason... Um, I have felt like uploading again lately. Yes. Uh, and I think it's just like more discipline rather than motivation. Yes. <laughs> He's listening to me. Finally, lads, we got him. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I, I guess there's a sense of like, um, yeah, I guess feeling guilt for not doing it, even mm-hmm. though I don't want to do it. Sort of like that's how you need to be about, I don't know, things you want to be disciplined about, like the gym and stuff like that. It's, and uh, eating popcorn and Maltesers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, ironically, I did really get into the gym this summer as well. But uh, yeah, but yeah. long story short, um, it will probably look a little di- different again, but um, I'm here. Did you fall out of love with the game? Yeah, definitely. I don't, I, I don't think I care about football as much right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, it's hard to measure that when you're – it's just been the off season, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I'm sure we've all had pre-seasons where we've just like been like, oh yeah, sure. Footy's coming up. Who cares? But it might feel different round one. Yeah. Um, that first JLT game. That yeah. Was, that was certainly my enthusiasm. <laughs> but no, I'm only, I'm only joking. But the footy's just around the corner. So hopefully mm-hmm. it'll be fun. You sort of got to smash the first part of the year with your season predictions and then your yeah. second season predictions and then your top eight and then your bottom eight. Yeah. Nah, as Caden's done, but I've done it. <laughs> yeah. He's done. He turned that into like three videos. Yeah. Smart though. Cause everyone wants to see the season predictions for whatever reason. Season predictions is always the most successful video that goes out on just about any AFL YouTubers mm-hmm. channel. How did yeah. yours go? Uh, I think decent. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't really put it out there with much expectation because mm-hmm. I feel like if you put expectations on these videos, you're just going to be disappointed because yes. anyone can flop. Uh, I think it did all right. It's like in the 7,000s, I think. Mm-hmm. So uh, it wasn't well received. No, no, that I got a lot of negative comments. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's that's a, the double-edged sword of it. Like you're going to get more views, mm-hmm. but it's more viewed by people, A, who don't know you and B, um, just kind of want to see where you put their team. So if they don't like where you put their team, you're going to cop it. The King, young King Cookson once said, you know, your videos are doing well when you're getting hate comments yeah, because so you're true. reaching that, that different market that don't re- usually watch your videos and support you. Um, what changed your mind to come back? Was it just like, I don't want to miss the train. I feel guilty for not uploading to my tens of thousands of subscribers. What was it? Um, I don't, I wouldn't say it was guilt, um, but maybe there was a sense of, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, I could regret it if I don't sort of have a crack at the at least round one and all the preseason stuff, and then by round four want to do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe there was a sense of that. I think it was also just a coincidentally a good period where I was just feeling all right. So I'm yeah. Like, yeah, I'll make a video. So um, I, I guess maybe I, I'm kind of hoping I'd lay the foundation so that everything gets easier after this. That's yeah, another way to look at it for sure. As yeah. I was saying, you got to get that that momentum in preseason to yeah. got to do your reps. Yeah, hundred percent. Have you been feeling good when you're filming and whatnot? 
like you're enjoying it again or I don't find it that fun to be honest. Yeah. It's it's very repetitive. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. The other draining thing about it is that so much of my videos are just like predictions and um like footy tips and stuff like that and yeah, I don't know. It's just not that enjoyable, especially mm. when the feedback is also quite negative. But don't <laughs> get me wrong; like, it, I don't wouldn't say it bothers me. Um, I don't take offense, and there are a lot of really good like people who comment, and even if they disagree, they are still like supportive, and which is nice. Yeah, but it's more just like over a period of time, if you're just getting pretty a mixed bag of comments, like it's not it's hard to be enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Do, do you feel that way at all? Um, I don't feel like I get too many negative comments. I, yeah. I don't read into it too much either. It's because like, you don't do a footy tipping show. Yeah. Because I, I did like, what, that's 23 episodes last year plus finals. Yeah. Um, so that's 50% of <laughs> all the audience who watches that <laughs> tipped against their team. Yeah. Versus Drew Footy was more about like a review. The previous like round. this yeah. happened. So if your team played horrible, I can rip into it and you'll be like, yeah, my team sucks. And mm. then I can also build up your team and yeah. they'll be happy. <laughs> that's true. But um. Like, we, we grinded harder than we'd ever grinded before last year. They named an app after us. Yes, they sure did, buddy. Um, it was like Metro's 2020 all over again. <laughs> a lot of grinding. But I, I found last year heaps on. Like, we'd be out, out the back or at your place every Monday filming content. Mm. Are you keen for that to come back? Although, we probably won't be filming together. That's, a, that's another whole yeah. kettle of fish. Yeah. Um, but did you enjoy making content last year? Yeah, I did. I, I think it's just, it, it was very repetitive by the end of it. You know, yeah. um, There's no, nothing exciting about sitting down and being like 10 breakout players for 2022. Like yeah. I, I'm just done. Like I've, I've done enough of that. So that's the other thing is like looking at the channel and thinking, well, how can it develop and transform a little bit? And mm-hmm. um, probably a little bit out of ideas. Like yeah. where, where is it going to get better? Like, I don't know. So bleak, isn't I, it? I was, <laughs> was going to ask that. Like you obviously don't want to do or repeat the same formula that you did last year because you'll burn out like a drift car. But what what are you thinking for this year now that you're officially back and really motivated and disciplined? <laughs> uh, the footy tipping show will continue. I will do that. Just um, the tips. It'll probably just be on Squiggle okay. though, um, just, to, just to get it out because um, that, that'll be a staple. Uh, the podcast will run every like three or four weeks. We usually mm-hmm. do that around work. And... Um, and then just here and there, just just random videos, I guess. I, I found that like my where I actually am happy with the content that I do, and it coincided with trade period was um, just turning the camera on, knowing what I already have like opinions in place, mm-hmm. and then just talking. Yeah. But rather than researching and, and doing a video, I find that's the draining part. So with, with trade period, I, because I like trades and that mm-hmm. comes naturally to me. I would do like the daily wrap. You may, may remember. Yeah. So this was a treat. Nah. Um, <laughs> um, uh, uh, comedy. <laughs> but no, nah, what I'm trying to say is like, that was very natural to me. So I could just talk to the camera and map out what was happening in a very logical and concise way. I felt like yep. at times I, I kind of nailed that. Um, and that's what I really like about True Geordie. Like he'll map out everything that's happening and he'll put it in a very reasonable way mm-hmm. so that somebody who doesn't follow that closely can sort of understand what's going on and at least understand my logic if they don't agree with my opinion. Yeah. So like random videos like that. And then the Jack Darling video I did recently was again, I just turned the camera on and spoke like my heart. And again, mm-hmm. that's a... Um, 
kind of video where I'm sure people disagree with what I said, but I, I feel like I did a reasonable job of just mapping out the facts and adding my yeah. opinion. And then that, that I actually felt good about that video, mm-hmm. even though like it wasn't anything special. It's just like, that's kind of the, the content that I, I want to make. Yeah. But it's hard to do that uh, because you, it relies on you just knowing a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's good when you're selective and you can just do a video when you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a sustainable thing it requires you to be really on top of the outfit which is hard when you work full-time yeah for sure i was thinking that like um we're not going to be able to just churn out sort of the 10 breakout stars and most surprising players and all that sort of stuff um but like breaking news from the afl and then making an opinion piece on it could sort of be something that you do consistently which we sort of do to be fair already rather than being like Dusty got 30 disposals and three yeah. goals. And for that reason, I'm going to tip Richmond. Yeah. Um, yeah, just opinion pieces are probably a, an area that you could go down this year, I reckon, like as they come up and whatnot. And yeah, I found that making genuine content of like this, like Drewsy Yarns, it's the easiest content to make mm. because you don't have to, you do have to perform. You have to have an interesting chat, but I think I'm okay at having a good yarn. Mm. And it just comes naturally when you're just having a chat rather than, yeah, researching and then, yeah, reading off a script. I filmed um the <laughs> every team's player breakout in 2022. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry day. I used that example. I did yeah. a similar video. That's no, but when, after I filmed that, I was like, did I enjoy that? I don't yeah. think I did. And then even editing it back, I was like, oh, God, I can't wait for this edit to be done. So, yeah, I think you got to be authentic with your content to enjoy it rather than churning out, I don't know, whatever. Five pieces, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's so true. Uh like sometimes we get caught in the trap of, of thinking like what will be a good video that will get views. Yeah. Um, and the, we have to be like that, unfortunately, because it's not it's not an easy place to do well, AFL on YouTube, is it? Yes. It's like you got to fucking grind. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you allowed to swear? Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Beat me. All right. <laughs> um, you, you have to grind for every view you can get. Like even someone who like myself has been doing it for several years and is uh, relatively um, big in the space, as cringy as that sounds, it's, um, yeah, no, no video is guaranteed to to do well like a mm-hmm. lot of them will flop if you don't nail it so sometimes you have to if you're if you're serious about trying to improve your channel grow it and um and you know potentially build it into something in the future then you have to sometimes look at videos that you know will do well but you can't be bothered doing yeah all. like that that's the part i'm kind of over yeah um but yeah maybe just scaling back expectations and changing it up a bit might might be better this year. That's where we get mad respect for Cardman and the likes who can yeah. just churn out videos and get views. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's killing it. He is. I think he's gone full time. I'm pretty sure he's like finished school. Yeah. He's got he hit 15k today. Did he? Oh, good on him. He's Congrats. going to absolutely kill it this year. Mm. But um, he's found a good balance of banging views. But it, it's just that consistency that he's had. Like he must have uploaded or streamed every day or every two days for the last year. He's really thriving he's so in touch with his audience as mm. well like doing all those streams like he'll just do a late night stream chatting to people editing uh, yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> that's a new one live streaming while editing was a new one but people people jump on like they mm-hmm. they um they want to see it yeah uh so he's kind of hit that threshold of anyone's just excited to see him upload yeah it's awesome i had you cat around here trying to sort out my live stream last week we're hanging did out you? yeah i did how did you get here did you get uh, off? train Oh, what, what a trooper. Yeah. What an effort. He went and watched uh, the AFLW with oh, Optus yeah. Yeah. after as well. Yeah. Frio got beaten by like 80-something points, and then West Coast lost by 70 or something what like that. What happened there? Aren't Frio good? Yeah, so we had six 
people have to drop out oh, because okay. of COVID yep. and an ACL. Was Gabby one of them? Yes. Yeah, I think I saw that actually. Yeah, she was a close contact. Rough. But um, yes, like the family dog. <laughs> <laughs> Rough like the family dog indeed. Um, but yeah, that's another thing that's been happening. My streams haven't been working. And I don't know if it's because this interface is like too powerful for my computer, but it's like a 50-50 chance whether I live stream, whether it'll work or not. Because I run all YouTube operations through a Mac and it doesn't have a graphics card. So mm. I may have to purchase a new computer. That's it. something that you could do is... Buy you one? Yes. <laughs> no. Um, you just bought a new laptop. So like your yeah. live streams could easily level up. Cam yeah. links and whatnot. So it's a Dell. Um, I live from the other side. Yes. Oh. Never mind. I'll find someone like you. <laughs> um, banter, banter, banter. Go easy on me. <laughs> I'm not that big into it. <laughs> <laughs> Too far. Um, what was I saying? Uh, the only problem with Dells is uh, their battery, when you're using a lot of processing power, the battery lasts like 20 minutes. So yeah, I just have okay. to plug in. Yeah. Um, and the fan goes nuts and it overheats really quickly. So while it's really good for editing, I'm scared of what will happen if I leave it on there for four hours. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why I haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would probably make sense to do that at some yeah. point. But I had UCAT around. He was trying to fix my stream and I was talking to him about his channel and he's. I think his demographic would be sort of like sort of nine to 15, 16. And then ours is anywhere between like 13 up to 45. Mine's mostly 18 to 34, to be honest. Yeah. So So we're sort of appealing to a generation that maybe isn't on their phone as much or that's a bit of a reach. Yeah. But like kids are always on YouTube. Yeah, They're a lot more immersed in that sort of scene. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, our content's tailored to different people and Cardman's tapped into that market of children and he's, he's thriving Mm. on it. Is he on TikTok? He probably is. I'm not sure if he's on TikTok. I don't know. I don't, no disrespect to Carmen. I just don't, <laughs> I don't like follow people on TikTok so much. So I just, yeah. just a scroll through. Um, yeah. But that is a, I would recommend anyone try it. After we saw what happened with Jamo and Dylan. Yes. That's, uh, that's, the, that's the key. Yeah. All of this podcast gets clipped up and gets posted on TikTok. Like these uh, podcasts on YouTube get like 400 issues. And yeah. then I clip it up on TikTok and it can get anywhere from another hundred or <laughs> can get up to tens of thousands. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's the, the way to go, mate. Cause people are absolutely hooked on TikTok these days. Like spending and it's aging up as well. Aging up. Yeah. So the, uh, the older demographics are starting to move to TikTok now, mm-hmm. um, which uh, is good because then, yeah, more people on TikTok means more potential exposure. Um, but yeah, it's, it'd just be smart to, to sort of build that brand awareness so that people, when they go to YouTube, have heard of you. Mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's hard to actually, generate a direct link from getting someone from your TikTok to go to your podcast and watch it. Like yeah. you'll get a few, but it's more brand awareness. It's like yeah, a real exposure. marketing concept. People have heard of you. Mm-hmm. They see it. Like see your face. I know who Prime Train is because of you uh TikTok, whereas mm-hmm. I wouldn't have known him otherwise. So now I know he has a YouTube channel. That's yeah. just one example. There's heaps of people like that. This break in the podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. We got a sponsor, baby. They sound familiar. Do tell me more. Manscaped are the world's leaders in below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, the performance package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code DRUZY20 at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's 8 million balls. It's a lot of balls, buddy. Well, there's going to be a few variances where people have three and one, but yeah, still counts. So Jesse, in the past when I've been, you know, grooming my balls, I often get nicks and cuts just because I don't know what I'm doing really. 
but <laughs> how often does that happen? Very, very rarely because I've never found a product that that suited my needs. I've got a very large surface area to clean out down there. So, <laughs> <laughs> but with the help of Manscaped, it comes with a user manual and obviously the Lawnmower 4.0, the best ball grooming shaver on the market. So use that, read the user manual, and got no nicks or cuts. Happy days. That is a happy ending. <laughs> the performance package has arrived, and it includes the Lawnmower 4.0, and it's got a light on it, which is actually very handy. Coming come very handy. Also comes with a, a weed whacker, which is a nose and ear trimmer. These are liquid formulations. This is a crop preserver ball deodorant. Makes your ball smell nice, which is something that I've never been able to say about my balls. A hot day like today, when we're filming this podcast, I'm scared to think how stanky our balls will be. But because we use this, they're smelling nice. Also comes with a crop reviver ball toner. So make your balls look nice. It's to really revive that dead stank that your balls can generate sometimes. Also comes with the shared travel bag to put all your goodies in. And they come with a newspaper as well. Just to clarify, when you say goodies... He doesn't mean your balls. But the Lawnmower 4.0 is the, the creme of the crop. It's their fourth generation trimmer and it features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 400k LED spotlight, which I just showed you for a more precise shave. The trimmer is waterproof, so you don't have to leave it all on the bathroom floor anymore. So the Druzy channel needs you. Go to manscaped.com and use code DRUZY20, all caps, one word, no spaces to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's 20% off, code DRUZY20, all caps, no spaces, all one word, and unlock your confidence and use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. You are 11 podcasts in. How do you feel the Druzy yarn is going? Is it sort of exactly what you wanted it to, to be? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you feel about it? I like the sort of way that the podcast flows, it's sort of get to know the person and then just random topics and then the deep yarn at the end. Mm-hmm. So I'd, it is the way I envision the podcast to go. So we haven't done the deep yarn yet. Is yeah. it still coming? <laughs> <laughs> it's coming, bro. We're going to hit the, the real deep topics. But um, like the views and stuff, not too worried about at the moment because I just think in five years, where is this going to be? Like I was speaking to my mate yesterday about just like I got my Manscaped sponsor, shout out to Manscaped, probably would have just run the ad. But when you continue, <laughs> when you immerse yourself in something for so long, whether it's the gym or YouTube or your career, you sort of start to become that after a while. And have you noticed with the gym, like you you continue to get gains, but that's from the building blocks that you've put in for years and years and years. Like I'm only two years into the gym, but I'm now starting to like have a naturally strong like baseline if you get what I mean. So, Definitely. bit of a tangent, but... That is, yeah, not at all answering <laughs> my question. <laughs> um, so, with the podcast, like, not too fussed about the views at the moment because if I keep doing it in five years' time, it could be bloody massive, mate. So I, th- I think it's your best content, actually. Thank you. Yeah, I think you've done a good job of... Um, you've kind of added a... I don't know about more personality because your vlogs already provided that, but I think people are starting to see a lot more of you, who you are mm-hmm. because of the things that you're passionate about, the people you're choosing to speak to and the topics that you're bringing up. Yeah. And I think you've had really good guests on. Mm-hmm. Um, it, Expand examples. I'm trying to think of who my favorite one was. Uh, I really like the Tom Dunks one. Mm-hmm. I watched that. Uh, I watched the one with Tynum and Cohen. I don't think I've Tyne, met either yeah. of them. 
Yes, no, you um, haven't. No, I don't think so. I've just seen him on stream, so it feels like I've met him. So yeah. I yeah. Uh, I've watched like half of the Gabby one because obviously I can't watch them all at like the same time. So I've, I just sort of pick and choose. Yeah. Um, who do you think, who's been your favorite guest? Gabby. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Well, because I like work in that industry and I can ask questions from an athlete <laughs> trainer to an athlete, you can just have like a yarn for ages about so much different stuff. So, um, but yeah, I've always loved a, a deep yarn. Like I used to have a table back at my old house in Karnup called the table of yarns. And we used to just go down there and just have deep chats. Like I'm not for the surface level. So how's your weekend? Yeah. What are you getting up to? Yeah. Um, and as I was saying before, it's authentic. Me and you were just sitting here at my kitchen table, just having a chat, mate. Naked so, from the waist down. <laughs> you weren't meant to say that sometimes i break things up with comedy <laughs> um but yeah it's just that authenticity mate and i just hope that i've sort of started to build a connection with the people that watch my videos like mm. i hope that my personality personality resonates with them so that they can take stuff away from it that's how I got into YouTube, just watching people and they sort of motivated me to make videos and whatnot. And I sort of started to follow their same thought processes. So when I see people that um, are in high school sort of thing in the same position that I was in a few years ago, because I hated my life when I was in high school. Um, and like when I made that AFL career video, I don't know if you watched that. Yep. yep. Um, like I had heaps of comments saying... Um, oh, I'm, I have the same interests as you. I might follow that path and stuff like that. So just having a positive influence on people is is nice. It's yeah. awesome. I do wonder how many people you've influenced to actually do SNC and oh, not SNC, but sports science at uni. Yeah. I wonder if there's people who are just like, don't know what I want to do. I like football. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, Drew's doing this <laughs> and uh, he's passionate about it. I wonder if, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's at least a handful of kids that have done that. I did a university tour, you know this, yeah. uh, a few <laughs> weeks ago. Um, and I had a geezer come up to me when I was doing the tour and he was like, hey, you're a true footy. <laughs> no, no, I'm not true footy. I am drill footy. Drill footy's back, baby. That's so funny to me, hey. Like, it's, uh, it, it's like flattering. It's nice, but it's so funny to think that people like, know you well enough to recognize you but uh, like haven't worked out that you're not me like, how does that work uh, yeah. same thing like when we used to go out together and people would know, <laughs> not, not even that like people who knew me and didn't know you but around that time we were uploading like every video together yeah so it's like how, how do you, do you, how do you know, know me? well me well enough to recognize me and it's very yeah. flattering but not know the guy that i currently do every video with it's, yeah it's quite strange i think people can just get into the trap back to the the sports science thing yeah um like working at the club i'm at now i'm trying to shape these kids minds into not getting caught up in and their bodies yes and their bodies fitness um we got smashed today that was my fault <laughs> <laughs> that was your fault yeah didn't run them hard enough during preseason obviously no 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 the boys played well the boys played well um but lots of them come to training after school and they're like man school sucked today and i'm like what do you want to do and they're like oh, i'll probably get a trade and i'm like well if you don't like school, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to get a trade. There are so many opportunities out there that aren't pushed. Um, sports science seems like a real hard area to get into. But as I said, immerse yourself in that and then sort of work in that field for three, four years and then you become that, mate. It's as simple as that. So, like, yeah, not getting caught up in, I hate school, I want to get away out of school, TAFE, and then get sucked into something else. And, like, there's a few kids in there that, like, 
like sport, have a good understanding of rehab and stuff like that. There's kids that like run their own rehab programs and I don't even have to do anything. And I'm like, you've got a mind for this. You can do it. And they're like, oh, but I'm already doing this. I'm like, you're 16. You can do whatever you want. Um, But yeah, having a positive influence on on teenagers and and whatnot. It's yeah. I like me with you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure, buddy. Um, But like. Um, My influences on you are just more about like you, the bad jokes that you make. <laughs> That's pretty much the only thing you've absorbed from me. <laughs> sure is, buddy. I said on um, when we're at the end of the podcast that we did for your channel, I was like, "You've been a great influence on me," and you're like, "Shut up!" No, no, I haven't been. You really played it down your influence that you've had on me. But it's mostly the bad jokes, though. Let's be honest. No, it's it's not like I don't know how many subs I'd be on if it wasn't for you. But just like the algorithm side of YouTube and whatnot, just, um, yeah, knowing how to grow your audience. Mate, we, we rub off on each other, not in a gay way. That's a secret. <laughs> but you've clearly had an influence on me. You've got to give yourself a pat on the back to that, mate. I won't, but thank you. I appreciate it. How have you not? Well, let's not do this. No, 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 no. I appreciate what you're saying. No, it's all good. I, I think uh, having a friend who does the same thing, is, um, mm-hmm. it's a two-way relationship, obviously. We, we help each other out. You would have quit if it wasn't for me. Yeah, I don't know. Nah. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I do really appreciate that you don't want me to quit because it means you care. Like, I, yeah. I really do appreciate that. But I, I'm also, uh, I'm single-minded. So, like, I will listen to what people say, but ultimately I will just do what I want to do. Yeah. And, and in this case, I guess... Ultimately, I, I wanted to make more videos. That's why I'm back. You He's know? back, baby. He said it himself. <laughs> <laughs> back to the high school thing. I like that I can provide a, a different alternate perspective to the high school mindset because mm-hmm. in high school, I was sort of on the outer skirts of a, a popular group, I'd say. And I feel like in high school, you feel like that's the be all and end all. Did you feel that way? Like the popular group was the maddest kids and they're going to be sick forever and sort of... Like that was the the trend to follow sort of thing. Maybe in junior high, but like, because I had a weird upbringing where like I spent junior high in, in Bunbury mm-hmm. at a school with like, I had a lot of bad influences. Like my friends were all drop kicks. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> you know what? No, okay. No, I'm exaggerating. They weren't all drop kicks. That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I did hang around with the wrong group mm-hmm. and um, in a sense, and I, um, and then when I left the school that I went to, then wasn't that clicky. Like we kind of, yeah. it was a smaller group. So we we're all kind of friends. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that being said, yeah, you do, uh, you, like, there's no doubt there's truth to the idea. Like the popular kids don't often end up, you know, on the greatest path. Yeah. Um, particularly in a country town like Bunbury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Country city. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like you didn't fit in? Yeah, I definitely didn't. Like I'd get shit for thinking in a different way, but I knew in my mind one day I would be happy. Like I would work towards being happy. I don't want to say that not many people have followed my path, but it's easy in high school to just follow the crowd and sort of end up because I like end up following them because you are the average of like the five closest people that you hang out with. So it's hard to sort of take a step away from that and then go off on a different path. Mm. There was a quote about, being a fish and following the, the school of fish and then swimming away from the school of fish. But that sounds profound. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that was the best thing I ever did was backing myself in and thinking like, I don't want to keep hanging out with these people because one, I'm not in a happy headspace at this time and I have ideas which I know people in this crowd would thwart. Did you uh? Did you ever like feel down and, and beat yourself up over being a little bit different? No, because I always thought I was right. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, no, nah, I'd like, I'd get so much shit for saying different stuff to these sorts of people because I was a little skinny kid that like. What kind of different stuff are we talking here? I don't know, just being different. Like okay. just. Sense of humor or um, values? I'm, I'm not even sure what it is. I think it was just going against the grain a bit. Like mm. they'd find something cool or they'd be like, oh, this is cool. Why don't you think it's cool? And like, yeah, that you see those sorts of people and where they end up going. And it's like, I was right. <laughs> um, I'm not saying these are all terrible sorts of people, mm. but like you want to be surrounded by a group of people that you're supported by. You don't want to be shunned by the network around you. So like I was lonely. Jesse. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, a, it sounds yeah. like you had a, a bit of mental resilience, though. That's something mm. like, you seem like a pretty mentally strong person. I think Not at the time. Well, I mean, the comment you made about um, feeling like you were right, whereas I feel mm. like there's a lot of people out there, and I've probably felt like this myself because I it was the same. I I am different. Like I am mm. quite a quirky. Um, yeah, def- <laughs> definitely very quirky. And 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 part of the challenge of that is, is for me has been accepting that about myself and mm. then just embracing it. Whereas at times that's been hard. But like some people will be different and then beat the shit out of themselves for it. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't sound like you did that too much. Well, you got to let your creativity and quirkiness like run free. You see mm. when people are shunned by whether it's their parents or the, the people that they're surrounded with that like they're sort of, I don't know. I think that can lead to a lot of negative mental health when your creativity sort of is, there's like a light bulb moment and then someone will flick the light bulb off. Um, I, I know people that growing up haven't had like a very, um, well, they've had a supportive upbringing by their parents, but every time they'd have a new idea, they'd be told that they're wrong. And then, I don't know, it's like if you raise a dog and you don't let it inside and then it, I don't know, you know what I mean? You've just got to let that creativity and whatnot unwind for itself and unravel. You won't be happy with yourself if you don't let your true self try to find itself. I agree with that. You know what, one thing, that sounds bullshit that I'm really into at the moment. What's that, buddy? I discovered it on a fucking PNC lads podcast. I don't yeah. know if you watch, I, I must admit, I barely watch them, but I'm yeah. vaguely aware of who they are. I respect what they're doing from a distance. They're kind mm-hmm. of like in that Jamo and Dylan kind of sphere of YouTube. Yeah. And uh, I just caught it like randomly. He said he listens to po- positive affirmations when he sleeps. Okay. It sounds really like, to me at least, it sounds like on the surface, like really lame, like, um, Oh, you're you're great. You're you're so handsome. Like <laughs> listening to that, but I've also been like um, delving into the idea of of training your subconscious and yes. stuff like that, and how important that is. That's massive because I think the my subconscious is probably one of my biggest challenges in life is mm-hmm. getting past it. I'm a very negative, pessimistic Pessimist. person. Yeah, self doubter, stuff like that. It's just so ingrained in who I am, and I don't really know why. That is strange because my dad's not like that. My mom was a little bit like that, mm-hmm. uh, but my sisters are like me as well. So there's something there. I don't mm-hmm. know what. Yeah. Um, but yeah, your subconscious is like, you obviously got your conscious mind for those who have not heard of this, they probably have. Uh, your conscious mind is like the um, the part that you, your, your thinking voice in your, in your brain. You're that, aware of it. Yeah, that you uh, like think you're rationally uh, making decisions. You're thinking about words are actually formulating. And then yeah. the, the subconscious mind is what drives that sort of initial emotion you'll have towards something. You know how you hear something or you learn something and you feel an emotion before you actually- It's just like your innate thought processing that you don't even realize is really there, but it's like, why am I thinking this way? Subconscious. And it's it's all based on conditioning, based on your past experiences. Your body obviously, or your mind learns- things that have happened in the past and then mm-hmm. it will treat and look at new things and rationalize it against that past experience. But yeah. that can be quite restrictive. So for me, it's like 
I don't know, past rejections, just one example, mm-hmm. will make me maybe think that I will be rejected in the future and yep. then not want to to put myself out. That's one example, but it's just, it's just countless things. But what you need to do is try and con- train your mindset. So people talk about manifestation and, and affirmations by talking in the mirror. For me, I think I, I wanted to delve into actually, uh, because I'm such a skeptical person, I wanted to do it while I slept so yep. that the so that my subconscious brain would just change. Like, yep. it, so it's easier. <laughs> so what have you done to positively affirm yourself? It's literally just an eight hour pod, uh, sorry, eight hour like um, clips on YouTube mm-hmm. about um, yeah, self-belief, confidence, um, and like becoming more ambitious and mm-hmm. just feeling better about yourself. And I, in like two weeks, I feel completely, not maybe not different, but if I was an average like four or five out of 10 on a day and a given yep. day, I'm like a six now. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking, that's massive for me. Yeah, 100%. And, and it's, I, I felt the difference at work as well, mm-hmm. like problem solving and stuff like that. I just feel massively more confident. More and in control. I would strongly urge people to at least try it if they're feeling those kind of things as well. So is it someone speaking to you on those videos saying, yeah. yeah okay. When you're awake and listening to it, you're like, oh my God. But, <laughs> But I think it's worth a shot. It could be placebo. It could be coincidence. I don't know. But so far, so good. I've been training my subconscious mind in the last two days. So last night before bed, I listened to a meditation before bed and it was training your subconscious mind for a deep sleep. Last night, I had like, it felt like the longest sleep of my life because you listen to this meditation for 10 minutes and it's telling you like, um, think about the times that you've had a really deep, long sleep and it was really nice and whatnot. And you're sitting there for 10 minutes thinking about like a real nice restful sleep. By the end of that 10 minutes, all you're thinking about is sleep. And then I had a massive big sleep. That's good. Woke up this morning, meditated before the football game. Um, Do you meditate twice a day? I just meditate when I feel like I need to. Yeah. It's very helpful. Um, so meditated this morning and it said, what do you want today to be? What do you want your mindset to be? And because I'm sort of in a semi-high pressure environment in football, we have to think on the fly doing bench rotations and stuff like that. I was like, I want to be composed. I want to be in control. Um, so not cracking under the pressure sort of thing. I want to communicate clearly and stuff like that. And yeah, I didn't feel like I was out of control at all today doing bench rotations. And even when things did get sticky, I was composed, which was a... Gross. <laughs> Which was an objective that I set out to have today. So training your subconscious mind, it's a it's a game changer and it's something that I need to do more for sure. Yeah, I can relate to that. For me at work, a lot of it has been like things are falling apart. No, not falling apart, but uh, as you can imagine with like COVID and stuff like that, things are difficult for many workplaces, us included. Mm-hmm. And so we're kind of doing like a little rebuild at the moment, which is uh, exciting. Um, so, <laughs> But it's like you could look at that and think, oh shit, this, this place is not falling apart, but... Um, but, you know, like if I'm not on my game here, then yeah. uh, I could ruin the department. There's going to be a trickle-down effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my attitude has been extremely proactive and 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 confident. Mm-hmm. And I, I put it down to a change in mindset. And, yeah, like pre- I've started meditating as well. And a couple of things I've noticed is um, like for me, sometimes like if I'm in a bad mood or I'm tired, really when I'm tired – um, I'll have a negative thought and then I'll have another one and it'll compound and compound. I'll find over 10 minutes, my entire mood will change mm. and, and then it'll be like, well, I just did that to myself. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So yep. now over the last couple of weeks, I've noticed even when I'm tired, if I f- feel a self-destructive thought pop into my head, it bounces out. Yeah. Like so far, so good. I don't want to touch wood, but yeah. um, it could be placebo, but yeah, no, I, uh, 
yeah, I've invested in it and so far so good. You've got to think about why your brain thinks the way it does a lot. I've been reading the Daily Stoic, which Stoicism is a great train of thought that I've been trying to implement. I read a page the other day. It was like, don't judge people when you see them. Like if you see someone doing a sick burnout and revving their engine, don't say, oh, he's, he must have a massive dick, like that sort of thing. You know, that, that's a thing when people like yeah, rev their know, engines and stuff like that. I know, it just sounds weird out of context. <laughs> but when you're in the gym and you like see someone like really pumping iron and like making heaps of noise, like don't think, oh, he's a dickhead sort of thing. Just think about yourself. Just focus on yourself. Mm. Third eye and stuff, bro. Real edgy stuff, man. Yeah. I, I've i found with myself, I've got this theory. We're getting a little deep, but I've, I find This that is the trajectory of the Drewsy Yard. Yeah, 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 true. <laughs> Um, I think that some people, and I'll speak for myself, but I, I think this is the real thing that I think self-destructing a little bit and beating yourself up can be liberating. And I know that sounds really, really strange, but I think sometimes if you beat yourself up and make yourself feel like shit, then you feel like you're free of responsibilities. Cause you're like, Oh, my life sucks. I'm depressed. Like I don't have to worry about my future. Does that make sense? I don't know if I'm making sense at all, but expand. I don't know. Like beating yourself up and making yourself feel a bit shit um, and you feel like the world's against you, it's you then don't get ambitious and then there's less fear of failure because you already feel less like pressure. One. Yeah. You, it's like, take, it's like liberating yourself, taking all that expectation and pressure off yourself. Mm -hmm. So I, I do wonder if uh, that's a thing that people are doing, including myself at times is to, um, yeah, just sort of make you feel a bit worthless and then, and then not, <laughs> not have to like ride on, um, ambition or anything like that there's no fear of failure because you feel yeah like okay you know, that sounds so, so weird saying, but I, I genuinely believe so it. you're saying if you're ambitious and really positive and then it doesn't go your way you feel like you've failed but if you set yourself up to be a failure then anything else is an added bonus and it's yeah yeah but obviously what then happens is then it, it, you become joyless and miserable <laughs> so <laughs> that is the slight downside of that i um, always uh i've always been very hard on myself and that's something that i've had to curve back because it is mm. sort of self-destructive but you do mm. definitely like look to areas oh this is my perspective of it like i'll be like you're piss weak you're weak you suck and then i'll go to the gym and and work on those areas um you're never prepared for uni do the work before you go to uni so then you're not under yeah. pressure yeah um just find areas of weakness and build on them um if you're put under pressure by something you're in control of that is lack of discipline i like that straight out of discipline equals freedom <laughs> no i like that yeah if you're uh if you put under pressure by something you can control that's a good point i like that it's deep bro yeah bro yeah. well there's the classic saying control what you can can control and whatever's mm. out of your control don't focus on it because otherwise you're just going to stress yourself out deep that is, <laughs> <laughs> that's out of sexual <laughs> do you feel like you, you could stress not stretch i get it <laughs> is there anything that you could do now that you've found like oh positive affirmations work that you sort of want to try other things like other mindfulness stuff nah good <laughs> uh not really like what's an example have you um well meditating more or you've been I meditating probably, i could i could probably meditate more i go like 10 minutes a day but, but i probably do it like five out of seven days in a week that's not bad it's not bad yeah people say more i, I was watching some impact theory have you watched impact theory no i would check it out um it's on youtube but um yeah, like apparently like meditating can actually like reduce your biological age and stuff like that, which doesn't sound surprising really if you've if you've studied or learned a bit about meditation. It's not a big surprise at all. Yeah. You can understand why, right? Like no, less, it's stress less, less you live longer. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's um something I've seen firsthand in my my personal life. I've seen people that I know closely age rapidly due to stress, and it's like you got to get on top of that. Are you a stressed person? You don't seem like a stressed person to me. No, but I think my that's quite a lot of psychological trauma from the way that they were brought up. Mm. Um, and obviously growing up in the seventies, eighties, like born in the sixties, you're not taught about mindfulness and. Um, mental health and stuff like that. So you just got to stay on top of it. And I think as you get older, like you can, if you don't get on top of it, it can just be like a really negative spiral mm. sort of thing. Um, so yeah, staying on top of that, making sure that you're looking after your mental health, looking after yourself is important because mm. one day if you let it unravel, it could get ugly. I think what happens with people is that when, um, when you're depressed, you don't feel like investing in yourself. Mm-hmm. So employing those techniques to to improve your mental health seems like it's not even worth it mm-hmm. i think that's that's a real issue so yeah that's i don't know if there's advice in that <laughs> but i think that's a, a real thing that people go through is um certainly people i've spoken to um and it probably be my experience when i'm feeling down the last thing i feel like is trying to improve my life and that yeah. sounds ridiculous but it's true <laughs> you just don't feel like it yeah because you feel just like you're in a rut and nothing that you do will pull yourself out of that yeah. but it all comes with consistency if you meditate once and you're like what the bloody hell did that do i I feel the exact same as i did 10 minutes ago you got to do this stuff for a couple weeks at a time you can't go to the gym once and expect to come out looking like i don't know bloody lebron james or some other really strong guy (laughs) like it all comes with consistency immersing yourself in it It, it's bloody it applies to everything mate like we're saying at the start immerse yourself in this and then you'll become this go to the gym Mm. for three years and you'll become healthy and happy with your body and whatnot just immerse yourself in mindfulness and keep your mind strong. It's very important. Time to get deep, buddy. That wasn't deep? Just like Oh, the, you meant after the podcast. <laughs> just like the Atlantic <laughs> Sea, baby. Um, you're 28, Jesse. Thanks for bringing it up. How do you feel? Like an old man. <laughs> I don't think you should. I don't think you should feel like an old man. I'm going to bring up some real personal stuff right now. When I first met you, you're just... Broken up with your girlfriend. I remember you saying you sort of didn't want to settle down at that time. It was sort of like get married, get a house, settle down. But you're like, nah, I want to do YouTube more and just sort of be a bit more free because you're still young. Um, Probably a bad call. That's what I was going to ask. Like all throughout summer when you were sort of on the train of, I don't know if this is for me or not, did that sort of tie into it? Like maybe I should have settled down, maybe nah. I should have done these things? No, but I think I am more receptive to, to meeting someone and settling down than I was before. Yeah, okay. Definitely. But like no, you, it wasn't It wasn't influenced by that. Do you feel like you've explored the freedom? You're like, no, I want to go back home now. I want to settle down. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. That, yeah, it, what's done is done, but I, I don't really fr- reflect on that, like wanting to, to go back. It's just... Um, Do you feel like you made the right decision? <laughs> that, that is too personal. Um, yeah. Because like, I think you did. Yeah, like, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I mean, you, you probably have to, to go out there and, and fail to know that you mm-hmm. failed. I, I reckon people your age just think, 28, okay, I got to reproduce. I got to set myself up for life now, get a house, get a mortgage, work a nine to five, and then that's it. I'll just chill at my house forever and watch yeah. Seven news yeah. or whatever it is. But you have your whole entire life to settle down and do whatever you want to do with your family and whatnot. Like you are still very young. You're only 
a third through your life, probably. Hopefully. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> do you think the people around you that are settling down, do you think that had an impact on the way you wanted your future to progress? No, I don't think I look at people getting married and having kids and thinking I want that. Mm-hmm. I think the reality though is when you're 28, you kind of don't really have so many friends. Like it's, mm. it's just fact. Like Everyone's if, doing their own thing. Yeah, if I, if I wanted to go out to metros, like I, I couldn't. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I couldn't. I couldn't wrangle up. Like, just wait like, for you, Cat, to turn 18. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to go to metros, but uh, I'm just saying, like, uh, yeah, like, it is quite um, – That's the. I think that's the reality that uh, people may, may not realise, like, post-25 is that most people who are – or your friends have pretty much doing their own thing, settled down, got their careers. Even I'm just busy with that. Yeah. Um, it – yeah, it, it can be quite a lonely existence a little bit. Mm. Um but I don't. I don't wish that I was in a married or in a relationship or as such. Like I wouldn't say I've switched my mindset completely. Um, but I am probably more receptive to it. What do you reckon the next five years are looking like for you? Or are you just taking it day by day? Yeah, definitely. I've always been a short term person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just maybe just looking at this year. Um, I just want to progress at work, uh, and I want to travel. Yeah. So I want to go to Europe in July. Mm-hmm. Uh, That'd in, be sick. In five years. I don't know. I could be married in five years. Yeah. Or be with the, the one. Yeah. Um, don't know about kids, maybe. Like, surely. Yeah, reacting to that. Uh, sorry, we're re- up to that part of the, my life now. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. I could also see myself 40 years old and single. <laughs> the 40 year old virgin. Yeah. <laughs> Minus the virgin. <laughs> um, Ukraine on the bucket list? Yes. Yeah. I hear it's lovely there this time of year. <laughs> Um, yeah, traveling is something that I'm going to be doing in the next few years. Yeah. No one's ever gone traveling and regretted it and you, you sort of find yourself and whatnot, but there's no rush to settle down is the main point. I'm sure there's people here. that did travel right before COVID hit and probably regret it. Yeah. <laughs> got stuck. Yeah. I know someone that went to Germany and then COVID hit yeah. and they're like, I can't leave Germany. Yeah. I was in Vietnam when everything happened and yeah. uh, I got back like the day that before the borders shut. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully there was a bit of luck there, but it I could have been in a... Vietnamese um, isolation chamber. <laughs> like, can you imagine? Far out. Vietnamese um, isolation chamber. Yeah, can you chamber. imagine the quarantine conditions in Vietnam for an Australian? Not, not good. <laughs> um, where do you want to go then? I'm going to hopefully go to Europe in August. Whereabouts? July. Uh, You're going to go to Spain or Bath. Yeah, so <laughs> Bath, or in England. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's just a massive comparison. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to Europe, bro. It's like you're going to Ukraine oh, or Portugal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, that's a good point. Um, I have been to Europe before, so I, I want to hit the UK pretty much every time I go there because mm-hmm. I love the UK. What did the UK do to you? Uh, um, I have I have mates there as well, um, so that would uh, that would be a huge factor. And then um, probably you do Spain and the Mediterranean sort of countries. I haven't been to Spain or Italy, Italy mm-hmm. uh, or anything like that. Um, I've been to like Germany and Switzerland and um, France and yeah, stuff. Amsterdam when you were young. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so yeah, I could go back there, I guess. Um, but yeah, those kind of countries, I guess. How is your vision for YouTube this year now that you're back? What do you want to do? What do you want to achieve? Or is it just a day-by-day thing? Um, I don't know. I'm not really setting any goals, to be honest. Mm. I'm just going to upload yeah. and see where it takes me, to be honest. Great. <laughs> so, Drew Footy Show, are we going to do like a sort of over-the-phone podcast-ish style? Because you're working. I've got uni that's going to be hectic. So, yeah. it's gonna. it's not going to be the traditional 
every Tuesday I upload for 20 minutes or we just talk about the previous round, it's going to be more of a, a football yarn. Yeah, sort of I thing. think so. I, I think we should keep it to 2025. Yeah. Though. I think that for, that duration is, is good both for the algorithm and also workload. Yeah. I think anything longer than that will be tough for both of us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I, I think from a production standpoint, it doesn't detract too much. It's maybe a more painful edit for you. Mm. Uh, but like the ones you did with Caden and stuff, like that's that's just as good as having me there. It's just the me? same. If not better. Yeah. According so to the views. <laughs> you don't want to do just the tips with me anymore? Uh, do that just on Squiggle? We could do. Uh, I, me, I actually don't mind. My concern is more workload than anything. Yeah. So the Squiggle thing is just easy to, to notch up. And I, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Sorry to break it to so you. So the, no, nah, it's all right. Drew Footy Show is going to be review slash tipping mm. and yeah much more of a yarn rather than this is what happened in the game like yeah. more takeaways from the game rather than definitely. the stats and and whatnot yeah so, i think that's a better format definitely but the drill footy show will be back and better than ever we made it proud of you proud of you too all right last question of the podcast mate what advice would you give to yourself five years ago or when you're 20 let's just say when you're 20 when you're my age what were you doing when you were 20? Well, that's the same thing because I'm 25. <laughs> uh, what was I when I was 20? I had just moved to Australia one year previous. Perth has actually just ticked over as the city I've lived in the longest of my life. Right. A few months ago now. True. So, um, yeah, Perth is home now, I guess. But to answer your question, I don't know if I would have done too much different. Mm-hmm. I don't I like, I probably didn't need to rack up a hex debt for a degree I'll never use. But yeah. I owe all of my friendships and pretty much everything I have in my life to going to uni um like all of my friends joycey dylan bush um i met through y- uni yeah i know you, true footy yeah i was gonna say and then i know you through true footy so like um it's hard to like if if you just it's like the butterfly effect if you wipe away my law degree then that takes away like a lot of everything in my life <laughs> do you yeah. know what i mean yeah. i'm not sure I'd, I'd have other friends but um yeah i certainly don't regret it um any realizations or lessons that you've learned sort of in the past few years that you sort of got caught up in i don't think don't so. go to metro so much i, did, I did barely went to metros though Only went oh to metros yeah I didn't i didn't go out like <laughs> I swear i didn't go to metros <laughs> I, I was in a relationship for four years so like i didn't go out then i stopped going out when i was like 22 and then had a bit yeah. of a revival when i was 26 and now mm-hmm. i'm 28 that's been that's a long time ago now so um no, I don't think I would have done too much differently. Like um, my mom was still around, so it would have been nice to see her more, but I kind of already went back because she lives in a different country. Like I would have gone back more if I could, but I, I was also a poor uni student. I went back every time I could. So yeah, I maybe just make more of an effort with that relationship with her in the last few years because you never know when it's yeah. the end. But um, so that's probably, yeah, that's definitely a regret, so to speak. Yeah, um, Maybe just a little bit different in that front. Um, but other than that, man, like I, like I've traveled, um, I have had good relationships, good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've followed a passion in YouTube. Like there's not much. And you're I, back. There's not much I would do differently to be honest. Yeah. That's um, the most important thing in life. I reckon we're getting real deep now is the experiences that you have, the relationships that you form. Don't get caught up in having a great career and making loads of money because as you said, one day something can hit the fan and, you know, that means nothing. Like, bit of a different uh, comparison to your mum. But when my dog died, it was like, all I care about right now is spending time with my family. Because it's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, mate. Mm. Like, family is, you got to have a, a solid base down there. And, yeah, love is very important. 
How do you sort of process um, a few years down the track now that your mum's passed? How how do you day to day go with that now? Um, yeah, I don't really think of it. Um, well, I wouldn't say I don't think of it. I think of it a lot, but um, yeah, the, like the pain's kind of faded um, as it would for a number of years. Certain things bring it back, like mm. when people lose parents. I I generally I shoot them a message if I know them. Um, I attended a funeral unfortunately on Tuesday over Zoom link. Mm. Um, or whatever it was, I'm not sure. It might have been Vimeo. It doesn't really matter. Um, and yeah, like obviously being back in that moment kind of brings back certain emotions. Like mm. when something like that happens, it's like, like you say, everything. You, re- you realize how little everything matters. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like it's it's amazing how your life stops. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like you you just realize the only thing that's important is family. So that's one thing I do now is I spend time with my family quite a lot um, yeah. instead of having friends. Um, <laughs> no, I do. Like I, I see my sister. Um, she lives in Palmyra, which is very close to me. Uh, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> um, and I see my dad like once a week. We go to the footy and, you know, um, like I invest in that because mm-hmm. you might regret it one day if you don't. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I have a sister who, who lives overseas, but um, yeah, I can't, I can't help that. But yeah. like I, I've with my whole family, like we've all lived in, different cities it's uh, we may never all live in the same city at the same time ever again like, yeah it's probably been since about 2004 the last time we all lived in the same place yeah which is pretty wild, so. i was three yeah <laughs> yeah i was 17 <laughs> no not really um, <laughs> uh nah so yeah, i was in primary school so um forget what the original question was how do you process it now yeah um i i live every day with my mum in my mind like i actively try to be more like her yeah i don't i feel like i'm a pretty even mix of both my parents i don't know if this is over answering the question but um this this is a good answer but i think like what struck me with her funeral was the amount of people that came and how like the legacy that she left Mm -hmm. and like there were people that um like wrote on her wall um Excuse me. <laughs> I came out of nowhere. Sorry. What was that? A gurp? No, no. It was emotion. Um, nah, just like someone messaged saying, um, Debbie reached out to me when uh, like I was suicidal. I've never met this person, but yeah, yeah, she was, um, she was that sort of person. I just thought what a beautiful legacy. Mm-hmm. So now day to day, I try to be more like her, more caring, caring, compassionate, mm-hmm. empathetic. Um, so yeah, in that sense, like that's, that's how I reflect on it. It's like, how can I be more, like her, more so wholesome. That is that wholesome. wholesome. Yeah, that is a wholesome. That was unexpectedly deep. <laughs> yeah. So you're more empathetic, more caring, just sort well, of. I think I have that in me, but it's more about flexing that where possible. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Flexing. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> flexing is the wrong word, but um, I, I meant flexing that muscle, like yeah. not ignoring it. Um, try to leave a legacy like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's something I think that's worth um, trying to achieve. How would you like to be remembered? <laughs> <laughs> True, Jordy. Yeah, no, True pretty, footy. Much, pretty much that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, I think I used to ask that question at the end of my podcasts. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I'm a cheap ripoff. <laughs> True, Jordy. Uh, no, but it, I don't know if you're actually asking, but I think that somebody who cared, somebody who was empathetic um, and someone that wants, uh, that people like being around and, and have a positive impact yeah. around when they're around. I think that's a nice legacy to realizing up. what is actually real, not getting caught up in everything and just trying to make everyone happy as possible. Mm. Yeah, that's it. I, I, I always try and um, I hope I do this. I, I try and make 
people come very comfortable around me. I mm-hmm. think that's a nice legacy. I appreciate that in other people, that, that quality. Yeah. Um, it's probably to a fault sometimes because I'm a manager yeah. at work. So <laughs> it's, it's not perfect for like business. Do you give much harsh love out? Like, I can do. Yeah. I can do. Uh, but generally, I'm, I, I think the criticism of me as a manager would be being too soft and lenient and understanding. Yeah. So that's, that's something I'm working on. But sometimes when I, when I crack, I really crack. Yeah. I definitely <laughs> Which mom did as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't want yes men. I don't reckon. Like no, I've no. definitely, I've definitely been a no man for you in the past <laughs> few months. Hey, I'm quitting. Yeah. True. Go ahead, Jesse. That sounds like a good idea. I've been the opposite, but um, that's true. I would probably just be like, yeah, I understand where you're coming from, man. That sucks. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but You've been a very good voice of reason for me. You've shaped the way I think and I appreciate you very greatly. We're going to wrap up the podcast here. Thanks for coming on. Any closing messages that you'd like to sign off on? Uh, Not really. Um, Sick. (laughs) Nah, likewise. uh, And keep up what you're doing with this potty because I think you do great content. Real good job. Yeah, you're doing a real good job. (laughs) All right, we'll finish it there. Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe if you're new. Comment down below what you thought of the podcast. I'll see you in the next video. Take care, you plonkers. Bye.